Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Tuesday, September 13th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Field and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Pudding, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as uh, we'll get right into things. We'll now be joined on the phone by our uh, TV 10 volleyball play-by-play broadcaster Dylan Bishop. Another game tonight, third game for us on our slate um, the last week with just one volleyball game here for a while. Martinsburg heads to Spring Mills. Dylan, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Spencer. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, so Martinsburg is at Spring Mills tonight. Second time we'll see Spring Mills, and the first time we'll see Martinsburg. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty interesting because uh, so far Martinsburg has been pretty impressive in the play that they've had so far. Uh, only two games in the EPAC, uh, straight set wins over Washington and Jefferson. I, I think Martinsburg has kind of established themselves as, you know, they got the six teams in the EPAC, and obviously you have Musselman and Hedgesville who played in the state championship last year. But I think Martinsburg has, has been able to establish themselves firmly as that third team so far because teams like Spring Mills and Washington and Jefferson are still – uh, young and you know they still have some work to be done with their programs there. But I think Martinsburg, at the very least, has established themselves as that you know third team there, and I think they can really establish that by uh, beating Spring Mills tonight because if they're able to, because I think Spring Mills has looked like the top team so far out of that bottom half of the pack. Looking at these two teams, and since we just talked about. Uh... Martinsburg a little bit. Have they truly been tested, I guess, EPAC-wise? I know you mentioned they've only played Jefferson and Washington, but do you think that come time tonight against Spring Mills and then eventually when they have to play Hedgesville on Thursday, will they be prepared, or do you think that the games that they've had maybe haven't been as big as tests? EPAC-wise, like Washington and Jefferson – uh, are going to be a, you know, that's not quite the same level as a as a Hedgesville or a Musselman, but they have gotten in some other games in uh, against non conference teams like St. Maria Goretti, uh, South Carroll, uh, El- uh, Centennial, and Mount Hebron, different places in Maryland, uh, like Frederick, uh, Ellicott City, uh, teams from that that kind of area. So they've gotten some non-conference play in. So they're staying at 6-1-2 and two at the moment. So I think they've been able to use that as sort of their test to try to prepare themselves for teams like Hedgesville and Musselman. So I think if they are able to come out, if they, if they get a convincing victory against Spring Mills, then we can start to talk about you know, how, you know, how they can stack up against Hedgesville and Musselman. Dylan, who are some uh, players that we should look out for tonight? So for Martinsburg, I'm looking at uh, Skylar Bishop and Imani Fennel. Uh, Skylar Bishop was number two in hitting percentage 
for the Bulldogs last year, tied for first in blocks, uh, second in aces, third in kills. And Amani Fennel was second in kills and third in hitting percentage. Uh, on the Spring Mills side, they have a couple of pretty interesting players like Ariana Parsley and uh, Samantha Stevens. They they have some length up front. Like they're not a short team. Like that can sometimes be a problem uh, for some you know younger, lower level teams that aren't on the Muscleman or Hedgesville level. But they have some size up front, so I think that helps them uh, a solid bit. So I think that's what makes Spring Mills interesting is that they they have the sort of like athletic uh, you know capabilities to keep up with these other teams uh, eventually. So hopefully, you know, on the Spring Mill side, they can use this game to maybe develop. And if they come out and beat Martinsburg, that makes things very interesting to see who's, you know, number one uh, in the EPAC after that top two. And Dylan, uh, Colin will be on with you tonight. Jim is out of town, but uh, you'll see Martinsburg for three straight matches uh, tonight at Spring Mills. Musselman travels to Martinsburg, and then Martinsburg travels to Washington next Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, that's going to give us a good opportunity to see what they've what they've got going on this year because they did lose some players. Like they lost their leader in kills, Avery Bishop. Their leader in digs, Madison Brenniger, and uh, lost their uh, leader in both blocks and hitting percentage, Bella Ray. So, you know, last year they were only nine and fifteen overall. They went five and seven in the region. So they've gotten off to already a better start than that this year with a lot of non-conference play and some of the, you know, teams that were packed last year. So I think these games coming up will give us a good taste of what they what they have in store for this year, Spring Mills, and especially you know, it, you go up against the state champions and Musselman, that gives you a big chance to see where you stack up. Which side do you think? Uh, unless you don't want to make a prediction, we'll go just with who has the edge tonight. I think Martinsburg would go into this game as the favorite. Uh, I won't make a prediction one way or the other, but even on Spring Mills' home court, I would say you have to, uh, you know, give the edge to Martinsburg in terms of who you would expect to win, um, because you know, Spring Mills is still like we said a developing team, and they only have a second-year head coach in Haley Wolf, so there's still some. There's some potential there, but they aren't quite at their peak level that they probably could be at. So that's why I would say that if you were, you know, putting out a betting line or something, the spread would probably say that uh, Martinsburg is the favorite tonight. All right, Dylan. Nick, you got something? Yeah. Yeah. If you would say uh, then if Martinsburg holds the edge tonight, what would be some things Spring Mills would need to do to pull off an upset? Well, I know what uh, our guy Jim Klein always talks about is first contact because if you can't really re- receive the serves and the, you know hits back to your side, that it throws off the entire rhythm of the entire offense. You can't really get things going if your first contact isn't very good. It makes things a lot harder for your setter, and if you make things hard for your setter, it's not going to be able to. You're not going to have a great opportunity to set up something good for your outside hitters to get a kill on the other side. So that, I think that's the key, they had some trouble with that against uh, Musselman in our first game of the season that we broadcast. So if they, can, if they can get that together, if they can start off on the right foot with their first hit, that's 
hopefully would get you going for you know everything else to fall in place. All right, Dylan, tonight, uh, 5.45, the pregame show, TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. 6 p.m. JV action after 7 p.m. will be varsity action uh, between Martinsburg and Spring Mills. Colin and you will have the call. Uh, thanks for coming on with us today, and uh, see you, in, or I guess I won't see you. They'll see you here in about the four and a half hours or so. Yep, all right. Thanks, all right. guys. Dylan Bishop, TV 10, volleyball play-by-play broadcaster, our guest. What? I was trying to get sound back in my ear by hitting it. There we go. You got to stop hitting the table. You hit it when you went and pressed your microphone, and it took out sound, sir. All right. Uh, well, volleyball action tonight, as I mentioned. Spring Mills hosting uh, Martinsburg. And then we'll have Martinsburg for three straight contests. So, as Dylan said, we'll really get to see what this Martinsburg volleyball team is. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Uh, Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll kind of look at the the two major uh, kind of polls here for high school football in the state for AAA. We'll kind of discuss some things. Some teams not getting any uh, any uh, coverage on there that I think that should. And, and we'll talk about that when we come back. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Back in two minutes. We'll blow away. Martinsburg's quest for its 10th state title continues this week as another challenger steps forward to try and stop the Bulldogs' perfect season. Agent Pump fakes the Grantham, looks in the middle of the field. It's caught by Sarad Musgrove. Musgrove goes to the far side, across the goal line and in. Touchdown, Martinsburg. 8-10 to go. It's now 14-7 Bulldogs. Tune in to Highland Springs and Martinsburg this Friday night at 6 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back into this Tuesday, uh, September. Gosh, I got summer in my mind. I was going to say July, September 13th, 2022. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out out with you today. As always, we'll get into some high school football talk here at AAA. Uh, yesterday, the uh, both power rankings come out, or the power rankings from Metro News come out. Martinsburg's still number one, not a shocker. Spring Valley at number two. Hurricane at 3-0 and moves up to number three. Um, they were last week ranked eight. Morgantown, number four. They uh, stayed they were on a bye last week, and they, they stayed at number four. Uh, Parkersburg South went up from sixth to fifth. Huntington on a bye last week went from fifth to sixth. Bridgeport at two and one stayed at seven. George Washington two and one fell from three to eight. Cabell Midland last week at ten jumped to nine. Wheeling Park last week at nine fell back to ten. Also receiving votes are Princeton, Musselman, Spring Mills, Hedgesville, Parkersburg, Woodrow Wilson. And then the Cofields and Co., the other kind of one that everybody looks at. Martinsburg 1, Spring Valley 2, Huntington 3, Hurricane 4, George Washington 5, Cabell Midland 6, Morgantown 7, Bridgeport 8, Parkersburg South 9, Willing Park 10, the first out, Musselman, Jefferson, and Princeton. I don't think Hedgesville's getting enough respect. I agree. They're 3-0. and I mean, 
the first two wins were against EPAC opponents as well. And now, yeah, yeah last week was – Or was it one? I thought they were two. Yeah, they beat Warren County and uh, – You're right. Whoever they played last week. East, East Fairmont. Fairmont. East Fairmont. So only one against Washington. And they looked good. I, I thought they'd be in the top ten this week. And the fact that the uh, Metro News won that Musselman and Spring Mills got more votes surprised me a little bit as well. Not saying that they didn't deserve votes. I just thought Hedgesville deserved – more votes than those teams. Well, Hedgesville only has one AAA win in the state, so I can kind of understand. And it's against a winless Washington team, so I can understand them not being receiving votes um, at this point in the year. You know, I think they'll have to beat some of the. We'll have to beat Morgantown. Yeah, if you beat Morgantown, then you'll probably see yourself in the top ten. And I agree. If you continue to be competitive against you know Musselman Jefferson teams that have high expectations, you'll see yourself where you deserve to be. It's just crazy to me that Spring Mills has three votes, Hedgesville only with one. Now is it because uh, Spring Mills uh, beat a big team out of Maryland? I think South Hagerstown's probably a bigger team out of Maryland in, in the grand scheme of things compared to a lower team out of Virginia and a lower team in our state. Yeah, I'm not certain about that. In terms of why they have a ranking over Hedges or got a vote more votes than Hedgesville, but I probably wouldn't put Spring Mills ahead of Hedgesville at this point in the year. But we'll see this week. I mean, if Spring Mills knocks off Jefferson, then they're going to be a team to at least consider. Yeah. And uh, talked about this yesterday on the show a little bit. Got the comment. I don't know if we actually mentioned it on the show yesterday. We got a comment from A.R. Emmert saying Highland Springs seventy fifth ranked team in the country. According to Max Preps, they move up from 79th to 75th. So, You two. always say don't trust Max Preps. Just letting you know. They just have those rankings. Though. I mean, what do they have yeah. Martinsburg as? Let, let's just figure that out, right? Because if, Well, they're not in the top 100. So. And yet, Martinsburg beat them last year. I know, obviously, that's last year. This is this I'm year. just saying I can't. That it only goes to 100, so I can't see what they have. Martinsburg has, unless it says a national ranking on It usually the, does. If you does look up their max ranking. preps, you can look up state ranking, national ranking, but also, and they have it there. As but, we know, max preps is only based on like what you put in. So. Exactly. So I don't really know how they do their rankings and stuff like that. I mean, it's a good judgment, I think, for maybe an overall pitcher that this is a really good Highland Springs team that will be a good matchup for Martinsburg. But... Just because Martinsburg is not in the top 100 doesn't mean they're not better necessarily. I mean, we'll have to see on Friday night. So I don't. The think only thing I see here is it has deal. them in the D.C. metro areas ranked number five with uh, DeMatha ahead of them along with Our Lady of Good Counsel is what I can see. Okay. So not a lot there mm-hmm. on the Max Preps page. Um, but uh, obviously we'll continue to break down this uh, this game two of the best teams in their respective states, two of the best teams in their respective states uh, going at it this Friday night. Yeah, and I don't want to go off hearsay, but I think I heard uh, I'll have to double-check when I finally get to talk with Coach Johnson from Highland Springs later this week uh, how many guys they have that are, uh, I think, I guess, being looked at to go Division One, and I think I heard it was around 
eight, maybe nine guys. So this team's clearly a good team from Highland Springs. We knew that going in last year when they were added to the uh, schedule contract-wise for Martinsburg. So it should be a fun, very close game is what a lot of people are expecting. So you just want Martinsburg to go out offensively, continue what they've done defensively in the second half. If they can bring that to the first half, that'd be great as well and clean up the penalties. Yeah, I'm looking at Highland Springs' schedule right now, and uh, they've played some you know, challenging opponents. They went down to Charlotte and played a team uh, in Chambers High School and beat them by six. Um, then they, the rest of them have been in-state teams, but uh, they're definitely an impressive you know, group, and last year they only lost by one point. So I, I would think this is going to be a close game. I know some people think that Martinsburg's going to blow them out because – they think Martinsburg might be the better team this year by a, a lot, large margin, but I would expect it to be very close like it was last year. And overall for both these teams, like even if you lose, uh, it's just a good game to prepare you for the rest of the season. Yep. And it's probably going to be the toughest opponent on your schedule. So either way, I think this is just a really good matchup for these teams. Yeah, and the, you look at the schedule last year, you mentioned it was a 26 26- 25 victory for Martinsburg. Uh, the only other game uh, that they lost within the first few weeks of the year was to that Chambers team out of North Carolina. They lost 24-13, to and uh, they beat them 26-20 this year. So I don't know the difference in that Chambers team from last year, but they flipped one loss already from their schedule last year. That shows signs of progress. Yeah. So, but again, I don't know how much of a difference this Chambers team is. The Chambers that is team true could as have well, not a lot of great players on their team. I wouldn't expect that after a one-year change. They I'm are guessing three the Chambers team is pretty good, considering they only lost by six. Yeah. yeah. So, and they were twelve and four last year. Yep, they're three and one this year. Uh, but I was just looking at that, and that was kind of an interesting thing to think about. Uh, but it should be a good game. And then, uh, what other games we got on tap of the back this week, Colin? Trying to think. You're trying why am I to blanking think? right now? I, I don't know why I'm blanking. You, you put Mills me on the Jefferson, spot. That's true. Spring Mills, Mills Jefferson, the biggest game this week in the EPAC. I was EPAC about to say EPAC. EPAC, obviously not. Yeah, that's what I meant. Compared to Martinsburg, Highland Springs. No, no, I mean the biggest one in game. West Virginia, number one in Virginia. But yeah, the Spring Mills and Jefferson's definitely intriguing because we've seen i mentioned yesterday jefferson it looks i I compared it to a wounded animal because of the past two losses and ken spring mills and the young team that they have take advantage of that and be able to stop the athletes that we know jefferson still has jefferson just needs to figure out what's been wrong in allowing teams to come back in the second half if you don't allow that to happen you're going to be the winners easily, but for some reason it's been the opposite, and Jefferson yeah. has allowed teams to come back, and all they were able to hold on against Millbrook and get the win, but the Spring Mills team has the talent. It's there to get the win, but I don't fully know how things are going to shake up in that game. Yeah, I don't either, but I mean, I think this is a pretty good slate this week for teams in the EPAC. I mean, we talked about Martinsburg, Highland Springs. Got this. Um, you have this Jefferson Spring Mills game. Muscleman, Sharando. Sharando's putting a up a one. fight. That should be a good one. Hedgesville, Morgantown. If Hedgesville can knock off Morgantown, Hedgesville's legit this year. 
and Washington looking for their first win. If they were to knock off an Independence team out of Virginia, that'd be a big win. Yeah, I think the uh, the slate is pretty good. I think it's going to tell us a lot about these teams early in the season. Um, I think it's a must-win game for Jefferson against Spring Mills this week. I think you fall to one and three, and uh, you lose to you know a team that's pretty young and and you're not expected to lose to, then you're definitely not looking where people maybe thought you would be. I mean, I still think Jefferson has some winnable games on their schedule the rest of the year, but you know, you want to get those EPAC wins yeah. and those quality wins against some really good teams. So um, it is kind of a toss-up, though, because I think Spring Mills is definitely playing better football right now. Uh, so the Cardinals might have a little bit of an edge. Um like we said, you know, Hedgesville, Morgantown, that's a really good test for them. I think Musselman, Sharando, that's a good test for them as well. And Washington, you know, if they can get some momentum against Independence, uh, that could be big for their season. So it's some great matchups. I'm looking forward to this week, and we'll see how these teams are able to stack up against some good competition. And that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Rossini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living is family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsinis.com for more on the other side of this break. Um, more accolades for the Shepherd Rams team that is 2 0 on the season. Uh, once again, sweeping the PSAC East uh, Offense and Defensive Athletes of the Week. Plus, rankings come out for the AFCA coaches poll. We'll talk about that when we come back on this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Tuesday, September 13th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. Just said it before the break. Last week we saw that uh, Shepard swept the offense and defensive PSAC weekly honors for athletes. This week, guess what, Nick? They did it again. I called it on the game. Actually, yeah, you did. I said that in the postgame show that they had a good opportunity to sweep once again. Uh, with Malik Holloway and Ronnie Brown having two outstanding performances. Ronnie going for 278 rushing yards and three touchdowns, and then Malik Holloway, two and a half sacks. Uh, three tackles for loss, seven tackles, a pair of four fumbles, and a recovered fumble. Yeah, not not too bad. Um, so the Rams this week, you know, Cal PA comes to town, and it continues to be a good start to the year, so we'll see if they can continue that on Saturday. But uh, – you know, Ronnie Brown early on may be in that Harlan Hill discussion as well with his performances early in the season. So uh, the Rams running back, you know, with a big game, if he can have another big game this week, we're going to be talking about potentially back-to-back Harlan Hills coming to Shepherdstown, and it could be two different players, or even Tyson Bajan could get back into it, obviously, with his abilities as well. So this is a fun team to watch right now, and they're uh, definitely – going to have a big matchup though this week so we'll see how they do with really that first real test I think it has been fun week one it was uh Tyson Bajant getting the honor this past week it's uh 
Ronnie Brown, and I'm going to make a prediction now that I think uh, week three we could see it be Marlon Cook having a big game out there, getting a lot of yards and maybe some more touchdowns from uh, Tyson. So hoping to see that and that Shepard continues to uh, sweep these accolades and sharing just amongst themselves and not amongst the PSAC. Kyle Smith, defensive guy to watch out for. I I agree. Last week was Joanne Grantham this week. It was Malik Holloway. Then it's got to be Kyle Smith. There you go. Then maybe Pena has a couple picks in a game. Who knows? I uh, but know. Last night we talked with uh, Coach McCook, Coach McCook, Ronnie Brown, and Ronnie Tyson Brown, Bajan. and Tyson Bajan, and you know we talked about the beast. What, yeah, each other. Just messing with you now. We talked about what the the guy from. Uh, Sahara Drive basement. All right. Back to the topic. We talked about the offensive lineman, Wyatt Pelicino. Yeah. I said that completely wrong. You were close. All right. We talked to uh, Tyson and Ronnie. Can I, you know, you feed off each other's game. And, you know, one week Tyson's going to have a big game. Well, then the next week the defense is going to focus on the passing. So guess who's going to have a big game? Ronnie Brown. Then the next week it's just going to flip back and forth every week, it appears. It could. And they definitely have the ability to run the football. I mean, I think Ronnie Brown is one of the best uh, talents on the team when it comes to you get him the football and it could be a touchdown every single time he touches the ball. You know, him and Ryan Beach have that ability to break off tackles. So, Colin, you don't want to think, forget about Beach. He could be the That's true, too. I, I was just going to, well. you know, save him for week four. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> they you all like, have to take turns. You're like Tyson. You like to spread the ball around exactly. and get everybody involved. Um, but you know, those two guys probably the only comparison maybe have that ability to score from anywhere on the field at any given moment. And, um, when you have that in your offense, it's a great weapon because the defense can't focus in on just one player. And and in this case, if you're talking between Ronnie and Tyson, they can't just focus on their rushing attack because then Tyson's going to hit you over the top. And if you focus on the passing game too much, well then Ronnie Brown's going to have a big run. So, it's a very dynamic offense, um, and they have that ability to kind of bounce off of each other and use that dynamic between the pass and the run, whether it be the run setting up the pass or the pass setting up the run. So it's a, it's a very tough offense to stop, and we'll see if anybody's able to slow it down. Really, the only team that had any success last year until, of course, Ferris State uh, was uh, Kutztown. So we'll see if Cal PA can maybe – put up a real challenge to slow down the Rams offensively I almost am starting to feel bad for the defenses that have to uh try and game plan for the week that they play Shepard because who do you game plan around to try to focus in on on stopping because there's so many guys on all levels that you have to watch out for and we've heard that time and time again and we'll repeat that time and time again with guys like Walker Beach Cook Brown, you can throw Hartman in out there in the running back spot. You got Tyson, obviously, leading the charge. You got Fisher, McCook as well. I talked to him after the show last time, it seems like. So why not just get him the ball if he scores 100% of the time? I mean, yeah. Only in the There's so many guys that you can't focus in on one. So how do you truly game plan for it? Yeah. It is a tough task. I mean, we've seen some success with some cover two looks. Edinburgh had some success early with the blitz, um, but not consistently. So, 
you know, and, and there is that theory that if you keep it or the defense has done a good job at times of keeping the ball in front of them to make plays, but eventually dink and dunk can also get down the field. It's just a longer drive. So, you know, we'll see how teams and sometimes are able it's to not adjust. a longer drive because as you said earlier, Brown and yeah. Beach with those dink and dunks that can break tackles and slip away and next thing you know it's that eighty yard touchdown that you weren't expecting. Yeah. And to be fair though, these first two games, while I do think the Rams obviously have a really I don't think they'll be stopped at any point this season really. Um you know, these first two games are against probably lesser programs. So this week and next week will be really the big test. Uh at least in the PSAC for the Rams this season. You know, if you get these wins and, and you're able to get to four and zero, the rest of the season I would say is pretty favorable for Shepard. So they could definitely find themselves in that PSAC championship game. But these next two weeks, you know, Cal's got a really solid team. Kutztown's always a tough team. Their defense is tremendous. So um, it, it should be the two closest games in the early part of the season for Shepard. Yeah, and Shepard jumps up from fifth to fourth in the AFC uh, Coaches Association Division Two Coaches Poll that was released yesterday. Um, that with the loss of loss for Valdosta State to Virginia Union, forty-five to forty, Valdosta was third. So uh, fourth and fifth in Grand Valley State moves to third. Shepard moves to fourth. Um, number one is still Ferris State. Number two, Northwest Missouri. Uh, you've got a PSAC team in there in Slippery Rock at 11. Um, and then, yeah, it's a interesting way it's kind of sitting now. You see Notre Dame of Ohio is in there at 17. Uh, so obviously, it's early, uh, but it'd be cool for Shepard to continue to be unbeaten. And I was get surprised that Cal U completely dropped out of the rankings yeah. with that loss. Because I, I understand it's a loss, but it was to – a really good team in Kutztown. They're not on it, though. I know, but still it was only not a on six-point so. loss, and both of those teams probably should be in the rankings, in my opinion. They're two solid programs that have been throughout the years, and yeah, Cal, you allowed them to come back, but to drop from 17 to completely out with a loss to the Golden Bears, a team that was in a regional final last year, just to me doesn't make much sense. I think Probably because Kutztown was 0-1 at the time, so maybe they weren't as high on that loss uh, for Cal U. Um, and their first win, too, wasn't against a super impressive team, so they don't have much on their resume when you're comparing maybe to some other teams uh, across the nation. But I, I think they'll be still a good quality win I if Shepard's able I to get it. Don't underestimate them. It's going to be a better game than the past two weeks that we've seen. Yeah. And Shepard getting that fourth rank, which is where they felt like they should have been in the preseason since they were in the semifinals last year, which is a fair point to make. Um, that's nice to see. Yeah, it is. I'd, I'd like to see them, though, jump in to number one at some point. That'd be really cool. It would um, be cool. You know, I thought the sixth preseason was pretty fair considering the last year they were only 12th in the preseason uh, or 15th in the preseason. So, um, you know, they didn't. They saw a significant jump from yeah. last year this year in preseason rankings. It'll be tough to get to that number one spot. Obviously, you got the teams above you have to lose or you have to really blow out the teams that you're playing against to gain that respect. But it'd be cool to see that. It'd be cool to finally see a PSAC championship. Yeah, and then the third one, the biggest one, 
national championship. It would be really cool. Um, Colin, you know who just spoke to the media a little while ago? A guy that we're going to hear after this show? Yes, Neil Brown. What do, you, what do you want him to have said? The team needs to be better. I mean, apologies don't really work. You're a football coach. I don't think the words I'm sorry really make sense in these situations. But I guess saying that you're going to – I don't know. I, I The words that he's been saying I haven't really fully trusted, so I'm not going to go off words. I want to see it on the football field that things are changing. Yeah, And, and I haven't tune, seen that. So Tune into the Neil Brown press conference show immediately following our show from 1 to 2. Uh, being replayed because it's li- it was live from 12 to 1. Can't have that with our show being live. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part uh, by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On their side of this break, we'll start to wrap things up. Uh, our two baseball teams going at it today for a quick two-game set. Uh, We'll get some injury news in the NFL and talk a little bit about last night's Monday night game. Uh, That's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your September 13th. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. A lot of stuff to get into in the NFL after week one uh, for the Commanders. Fedarius Mathis out for the season with a torn meniscus. Kind of saw that coming. When you bring the card out, it's definitely bad. Yeah, it was uh, sad to see another guy down on the defensive side for Washington when they've already been down a lot of guys so far so adding him a young talent as well that before that was uh doing pretty solid for the defensive side is unfortunate but hopefully it's the next man up mentality still in Washington yeah and you know one good thing to see was though towards the end of the game Jonathan Allen had to be helped off the field but he is fine he is ready to go that is true so that's that's a good sign uh, but for Washington, really no other injuries. The yep. Offensive line, maybe a hamstring, I think, for we'll West Schweitzer. Chief Cam Curl is coming back this week. Yeah. What the time frame is still for Chase Young. Yeah. Probably a few more weeks. No, month. You think a month? I was reading something there okay. hoping midseason. So, we'll we have can't. to wait. Yeah, uh, but now to the Steelers. Luckily for them, T.J. Watt's pectoral injury doesn't look to be as severe as it thought initially. Yeah, that's definitely a big help for them. He'll still be out for a few weeks, it seems yeah, like. Six but weeks. At least it's not the entire season. Yeah, so. I mean, they obviously need him reigning defensive player of the year. And Najee Harris also didn't suffer as bad of an injury as they thought maybe initially uh, with the foot injury there. So Yeah, he's apparently he's going to play on Saturday. Yeah, so you, or Sunday. Sunday, that's what I meant, sorry. And they I play the sure Patriots, so it should be a – uh, Winnable game after the performance that Pittsburgh had against Cincinnati. I know I counted them out. I think uh, you two did as well. But yeah, I picked the Bengals. I, 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 I like thought the Steelers' be close, chances this week. Now, 
Yeah, they I always they always find a way. Steelers it seems like week. Uh, even without Watt, though, I mean, they not having him will will hurt because he's kind of the heart of the defense there, and, and their defense is what's going to be what puts them in positions to win games yeah. or, or be competitive. But I think their offense is still pretty solid with Trubisky. It's just not going to be you know an elite offense like they had a few years ago. When yeah, it's a reliable one. Yeah. They they can get it done, but don't put the game on their back right it's definitely one of those like teams that we don't really see anymore in terms of how they're built and constructed around the defense being the strength and the offense really having to just put up points when necessary can you still win that way in the nfl is going to be what's going to be really interesting in terms of how far can this steelers team go yeah and uh, it'll be interesting to see how long tj watts out exactly because they haven't really announced it it's saying about six weeks or so Ian Rappaport said six weeks or so, so really don't know. Another guy that will be out quite some time, but apparently not as long as everybody thought, according to the owner of the team, is Dak Prescott. He won't go on IR because, quote, there is a real chance for a quick return, says Jerry Jones this morning on 105.3 FM. The fan in Dallas, he could return within the next four games to week five, October 9th against the Rams. Um, First of all, I don't understand why Jerry Jones has to talk so much. Because it's Jerry Jones. He's the owner That's why. and GM. I know, but like I, he talks. He's the only owner that we hear from on a consistent basis, and it's annoying. He's not the only owner we hear about, though. I'm talking about here from. I know. Of course we're not going to hear from the But owner week five, do you know what week five does, Colin? Keeps him out. Keeps him out against the commanders because mm-hmm. they're slated to play week four. But hey, Skip Bayless thinks... Cooper Rush is the uh, same just type of caliber. Yeah, what is good, this about? What is all that about? Dak Prescott. Skip Bayless. He can it, say whatever Skip, he dude. wants. He loves Dallas, and it, that's it. That, it's more so, I think, him just saying things, just because that's what he gets paid to do. And people seem to think that he's actually being serious when he says these things, and it's obviously it's just because Skip he say, he says things. these crazy things so many times that. But it gets a reaction. It gets people talking yes, about Skip Bayless. That's very that's true. So it point. works if that is the point. But I think that's. Are you sure there's not just sure something wrong with point. his head? I mean, potentially, he is older. I, I wasn't going that far. I'm just <laughs> like being a cowboy fan. I think it's thinking just Cooper Rush Skip Bayless is whole idea be intrigued if they bring will greer back let him compete we just saw a wvu quarterback that finally came back and was able Will greer is not the caliber of quarterback geno smith is that's quite the statement there that's a statement i'm gonna say i'm gonna stick to it pretty solid quarterbacks during their time college quarterback and an nfl quarterback are two different things i know that's why people thought that geno wasn't going to be good he was written off and he didn't write back spencer Maybe they should sign Pat White off the Chargers coaching staff. He's old now. He's not that old, actually. He's only like 34. Do you want a guy just that hasn't played football coming in at 34 years old? Or do you want a guy that was just on your roster? No. They they didn't want Will Greer. That's why they cut him. Yeah. That's because they thought they could keep two quarterbacks, and guess what? Your big guy... The guy that maybe he's just not very good. It's Dak Prescott that's supposed yeah, to be the promised child Josh for McCown. Dallas. He's hurt. He'll sign Josh McCown. Well, he's they retired. trade for Jimmy G. Yeah, but wasn't he retired like two years ago when he came back? Does oh, Jimmy G go to Dallas? No, because he's got a no trade clause. He wouldn't he accept can that. Still to say be the yes. starting quarterback. 
No, because Dak will be back. Maybe. You don't think Jimmy G can beat Dak? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, we I, talked about I don't the Chargers know why momentarily. Like with Dak so much. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Hey, we well, talked pretty good. Rain it back in here. We've got about. Uh, we talked about the Chargers momentarily uh, about Pat White being the coaching staff. Uh, speaking Can they of throw the ball to Mike Williams this week. Uh, well, Keenan Allen to, is Keenan probably out. out for Thursday night's game it didn't against change the Chiefs. Last week. What? It didn't change last week. Keenan Allen went out, and they still weren't throwing it to Mike. You need I mean, him they to? might have to now. They were throwing it to guys I never heard of. Keenan Allen was on my fantasy team, and now I had to switch him out because he's going to be out. All right. And that's a big one because they're playing the Chiefs. All right. So last night, the uh, revenge game for Russell Wilson, he didn't get to cook a lot in that game. They fell on a missed extra point or missed field goal, excuse me. Uh, do we think that was the best decision that they could have? No. Do you think they could have gone, should have gone for it? How much is Wilson being paid? It's like Way almost two hundred fifty million. Way too much. And on fourth and five, you let the clock wind down to twenty seconds and bring out McManus to kick a sixty-four yard field goal. Yes, he Denver. had the distance, but he's but made, he has a higher a percentage over fifty yard yards outside of Denver. Really? Yeah, yeah. he's a higher percentage. He's better over on the road, yards. surprisingly, even though he plays in mile high. Makes no sense there, but it also made no sense to kick it in that situation. Well, to be fair, they also fumbled the ball at the one yard line twice. So Wilson's cursed, man. Especially Happened. at the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is uh they were talking about how Pete Carroll likes to run the football or whatever, and I just thought about the Patriots play. And how they didn't run the ball <laughs> in the yeah. situation. Exactly. Yeah. But uh Geno Smith looked good. He did. He started the yeah. game like what eight for eight, nine. Twelve for twelve. He found a wide open man. Yeah, yeah he started twelve for twelve. He found a wide open man. For you go out there I and mean, go twelve for twelve. No, nah, he he game. said he could have made that first touchdown throw, and I said Spencer, no, you couldn't have. Yeah, I know. I'm calling you out again. I apologize for it, but I'm gonna call we're you having out. some fun. I I didn't say I could make that throw. I know I can't make that throw. I'm putting it in the back pocket, Colin. The back Fair pocket. Enough. Um. Yeah, what, what do we Only make of Geno Orioles win tonight? What do we make of Geno Smith's performance last night? It's well deserved. He finally got the starting job, and he went out and proved himself against the guy that he had to sit behind. Twenty-three to twenty-eight, one hundred ninety-five yards, two touchdowns. I, I know it's not under two hundred yards game, but that is a quarterback that I, th- with those numbers, you can rely on. It was a game manager rather than a big game type guy, almost like what Washington wanted with Alex Smith, I felt like. Yeah. It's that game management. Yeah, I think it was you know, a good outing. Under the 200, Gino though. Will. People that had the over on the 200 passing yards okay. lost. Did you have the over? No, but I saw a bunch of people on Twitter talking about it. Oh, wow. It. Don't well, do that. What was I going to say? Bet responsibly. I didn't bet, so. Uh, but Not me. In terms of Geno, I think eh, Denver's overrated. They're going to be fourth in the West. All right. We've got about uh, yeah. two and a half minutes left in today's show. Nats and o, Orioles going at it tonight and tomorrow in D.C. at Nationals Park. Kramer versus Abbott tonight. Tomorrow is Wells versus Corbin. Colin, weren't you potentially going to go to this game? Yeah. We got work, though. Yeah. So You don't have to work tomorrow. 
It's okay. <laughs> Orioles need to start winning. I mean, maybe you bring the five and a half back. back. Nationals can win go. fifty games. No, I'm all right. If the Nats win tonight, they can win fifty games. I have to work tonight. Not tomorrow. You don't either. Let's go. You want to go, Spencer? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Why not? I don't know. Mike, you got tickets Wednesday? He doesn't get road games. <laughs> I think tickets. he had tickets tonight. No, the Nats, are home. Had, so. the Nats yeah, are at home. The Nats are at home. I definitely Washington. don't want to go on, then. Man. Why not? I hate Nats Park. Why, what do you got I mean, against Nats is, Park? It's not Camden Yards. It's not down. bad. Camden Yards is too squished. Cramden Yards. Cramden Yards, exactly. See, that's even a nickname. Camden Yards don't tell me to shut up I've over I've never here. heard that nickname before. Where'd you get that? My dad. Camden Yards is the place that changed baseball. What are you smoking over I there? Still Whoa, you can't Yards. talk about that on the air, Nick. I mean, Colin. Colin. I mean, I think you could talk about that on the air. I guess, but we're not going to. We've got about 20 seconds till I hit the outro here. Stephen A. Smith's famous for saying, stay off the weed. True. Uh, Nats and O's. Nats probably lose Orioles. both games. Hopefully. I don't know, Corbin. Hopefully. Corbin pitched pretty well the last Exactly. Few I'm nervous because the offense hasn't been clicking for Baltimore, but they had a day off, and hopefully they can bounce back and get back into the uh, playoff conversation. Playoff tickets are on sale for the Orioles. I mean, they're How still are they hoping. on sale? They're not in the playoffs. Because you still want first dibs if you do. But they're not in the playoffs. I Tell me how that's possible. Playoffs? playoffs? They can't even win a game. Or a series. If they lose to the Nats, I'll, I'll probably, you know, He'll cry and don't cry. Get ready for next year. I mean, WVU sucks if the Orioles can't make the postseason. Then I have to rely on the Washington Commanders, exactly. And the Capitals. One and zero. Celtics. I don't. Celtics. Yeah. Capitals. I like waiting until you know winter to worry about hockey. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. You can catch Colin and Dylan tonight for volleyball play-by-play, 545 pregame, 6 p.m. JV action, 7 p.m. varsity action of Martinsburg at Spring Mills. Uh, Coming up right after this, you can catch the Neil Brown Press Conference show from the Mountaineer Sports Network tonight, 635, 705 Nats O's right here on Talk Radio WRNR. We'll talk to you later today.